You're listening to Red Nation Online. Waking the Reds, Duncan Fletcher, and I'm Ian Clark. And once again, we bore witness to TFC's ability to redefine rock bottom with each passing lead game. A 3-1 defeat in D.C. was underlined by Dwayne DiRosario Brace, as this game was set within the first minute of play. Danny Coverman's post-match interview says it all, as even though we are trying to grasp at anything to stay positive, 0-9 says it all. We're going through the match, discussing our former captain, if there's any reprieve in the next two games, and onto something that is genuinely reason to be hopeful for, the Canadian men's national team's upcoming World Cup qualifiers, all in the next 40 minutes on Eastside Stand Up. starts off the same with a fade in so you can just we can just start with pointless banter and find a way to like ease into the podcast sure but it sure. usually starts the same stating the obvious that uh we've just been subject to uh watching uh, this uh 3-1 defeat at the hand of dc united and uh good times and to, and to really kind of underline in order to like, sort of, uh, I guess you might call it a kick in the balls, is uh, a brace from Dwayne Di Rosario. And I think that, I think that really might sum up the game. That's what makes it hurt. That's what makes it hurt. And no, it's not, it's not yeah. even so much that it necessarily was that Dwayne Di Rosario scored, but the ways in which he scored, um, when he scored, yep. and uh, and kind of like how he did it. I think that sort of. The two goals that he scored, I think, really, like, kind of, like, you know, put an exclamation mark or highlighted what's been the problems for this team all season long. Absolutely. And you you saw the first goal within a minute, which is, I think, has been a big problem with this team this year, is that coming out of the gate off the opening Mm -hmm. whistle super, super slow. And then the second one where he just came through unmarked. Totally unmarked. Nobody with him. Nobody. I mean, you know... You, you should be marking anybody in the in the box. You should be marking somebody who's scored, who is clearly a very good player. You should be marking that guy in the box. At the very least, be marking Dero. If for no other reason than the point of pride of not letting Dero score, mark Dero. And he was just completely wide open. Completely. It, I don't know. I, how does that happen? Well, uh, it's it's. I think you know what. If you're if we're gonna like segue into this right off the top, you know, it's. I think it comes down to preparation, week in week out, and that's where it's. You know, it starts. That's what I think is one of the reasons why we've started so slow yeah. uh, in every game this season. Is it has to come down to the preparation leading into the games, and in uh, identifying the players that we're supposed to be watching out for. Uh, and in this one, like you said, it should have been. You know, you, they have. Two, uh, they have a forward, Salili as a DP, and Di Rosario, who's not a DP, but who's, yep. you know, the league MLS, MLS MVP. There are some very obvious people to watch out for. Very obvious. If you don't do anything else, you know, if Perry Kitchen or somebody 
else, some random guy is kind of unmarked and manages to score. Fair enough, shit happens, but Dero, really? Really? Well, let's Dero. like, uh, let's, let's go off from the top then, because uh, how we came into this game at least, which was <laughs> a, a, a kind sliver. of hopeful. Yes, a sliver. Hopeful. Two weeks unbeaten. <laughs> how often can you say that? It's been a while. It's been a while, but I mean, yes, we haven't played in MLS, so it's a bit facetious, uh, facetious to say that, but we'd look good against Montreal. We were within, you know, and Eric Hasley won the goal of two straight clean sheets. Things are good. But, for a minute. Yeah, and I think that was for a minute. <laughs> for a minute. Almost, almost a minute. Almost, um, it's true. Yeah, 56 and, seconds, was it? And, I, and that was the question for me going into this game, which I guess was answered, you know, trying to say... Is this just again? Are we just seeing results in cup or tournament play, or is this actually a team maybe turning a page or like very slowly rounding a corner of finding some yeah. s- some sense of form? But once again, it just it just seems to be something between this team playing in the the Champions League or, or Concacaf tournaments and playing in MLS that it's just it's just night and day. Yeah, I'm, I don't know why. I mean, I was hopeful and. It's like, oh, okay, we've got an absolutely unchanged team, the exact same team that played against Vancouver, which is probably the first time that's happened all year. It's like, okay, this is a good sign of stability. You know, we've got like the same centre-back partnership again with Adrian Cannon, Doniel Henry. I think, you know, that has been the big area where it's gone wrong all year, is at, like the whole at centre-backs. It's like, all right, it looks as if we're solid there now, and, you know, we've got the same guys there, we can build on this, and... Yeah, within a minute it all went wrong. I, I know it's you know it's the MLS anthem that they play out as the teams work. It's some kind of hypnotic thing. They they just the balls that they use or maybe, the referees' yeah. uniforms. Maybe they need them to be in all black. That it's, fluorescent it's jersey point. throws yeah. them off or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, real grass. Who knows? It can be a number of things. But the fact that they, I have to say, they haven't identified what it is that's that sees them play well which has been rare but I mean you look at those two games against LA and the first game against Santos and the game against Montreal and in this road game and it's I it is frustrating or a little bit discouraging to see that the, the team the entire organization from you know the guy who's the watches the replays or does the videos to the to your your first assistant Jimmy Brennan hey Jimmy Jimmy's Woo. <laughs> Jimmy's looking good on the bench yeah Jimmy Hey. Jimmy's wearing a black and <laughs> black and red tie. Jimmy's adjusting his tie. Yeah, Jimmy's Jimmy's adjusting his tie, looking good on the bench. Yes. And um, Jimmy's helping. They're unable to sort of extrapolate, you know, what's what makes this team do well and what makes this team do poor to kind of come up with solution. And yeah, I mean, I I don't really know what the difference is between the league games and the cup games, but you know, surely you know, somebody has got to be able to look into that and figure it out and. You know, did, did they just need to get together and make it like how many games are left like another 25 games in the season that's what they should do in midweek craft <laughs> get together make 25 paper mache trophies every game's for a trophy <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what they need to do I don't know well, at this point, I'm sure. Hey, look, I, I often joke that you know this this organization organization has been run on the trial and error method of, of management. So at this stage, if they haven't tried it yet, then I'm open to trying. It. 
you know, we just, we, just, well. we just promoted our U17 coach to first team assistant. Let's give that a go. Yeah. We've yeah. never had a technical manager before. Let's give that a go. That's what's been missing, a technical manager. Yes. All, all these academy yeah. kids coming through to the first team, there's just been no conduit to kind of, uh, to it's sort a good of link point. one from the other. Until now, they've had no idea. It's that they're like fish out of water. I, now, now we'll help them. And, yeah, it's yeah. So let's let's at least run through let's run through the action, Duncan, because sure. because there was a bit because it started off um, quite dire. Yes, you can say that. Uh, 54, 54 seconds in, there and abouts. Yeah, and I would say overall, this game did follow the template that we've seen so often this year. Yeah. They didn't look quite as sleepy around the 10th minute. I mean, you did see that one chance from uh, Plata that almost got through and one from from Reggie Lamb. So there was yeah. a little bit of a little bit of like, uh, you know, initiation there, a little bit of uh, pride. They were trying to like turn it around as best that they could. Um, you know, De Guzman sending a nice through ball through. But as has been the case, as sort of like they settle into that game and they're unable to create something. Once again, as this yeah. half rounds out, we see Dwayne DiRosario score his second goal. Yeah, it's and yeah, that's the one. Like, where was the the marking? I mean, De Guzman was tracking back with Dero, and he stopped. No one picked Dero up, and I said it earlier, but for the love of God, never mind the fact that he's you know one of MLS's best players, reigning MLS MVP. And he's scored like seven goals in the last like three games in this like particular meeting. Just because it, it's Dero, don't let Dero score. And yeah, you go ahead. You have ten yards of wide open space. And yeah, I I really don't know what to say. It's yeah. I'm trying to craft uh, my next question or point that I'm going to throw your way because it, it does, of course revolve around Dero and sort of where we're at now at 0-9 <laughs> and, and in this game that we went the first game was obviously we went 0-8 Dero didn't have a direct hand in in, in getting that scoreline but we kind of I kind of like packaged those two games together yeah. the home and away with DC against Dero yeah. and it's I don't I can't escape looking at it as if like it's almost I don't, I don't know if karma is the right word but there is a little bit of like, um, you know, it kind of this has come back to bite us in the ass. It's almost yes. like it's come full circle. Where last year there was so much turmoil at this point, you know, De Rosario goes. Where we're standing now, we have nothing to show for it. We have uh, Aaron Mond. Was was Aaron Mond who we picked up with the Red Bulls draft pick, which is all we've got left from him. We didn't get anything from. Tony Charney, Dan Lee Borman, I, I think Aaron Mond is basically the only thing we have left from that yeah, Dero trade. And I don't know if I don't want to put you on the spot with this, because I mean we did kind of talk about it before, but is it worth even saying, like if you know if you could do it if we could do this over again, what do you think might have been a, a better way to go about it? Like let, and let's say like fairly, like he was gonna go. Yeah. Um do you think it's just a matter of waiting longer uh, holding up for more I mean or, or what is it even like holding on to Chani I know you like Tony Chani a lot and I, I, think you, I you, did you can probably make a case now that 
if we had kept Tony Chani, we'd probably been better off if we, than when we had Andy Iro. Andy Iro. I was going to say, who did we trade Chani for? But Andy Iro. Yeah. Again, there are, there's there's a whole bunch of things that kind of at the time almost make sense. It's like, all right, you know, D-Rose got to go. It's all gone wrong. Yeah, we get Chani and Danley Bowman, whatever. But you know, Chani looks good. But then you know, get to the mid-season. All right, the defense is crappy all over the place. We need to do something. Let's sacrifice Charlie and go with Andy Iro. It kind of makes sense, maybe. And all these things that almost maybe might make sense just add up to uh, no add up to nothing. <laughs> add up to nothing. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's like at, at the way that you frame that. I have heard that a one way of kind of uh, putting the strategy or approach that a lot of times MLS uses to their sports clubs is short-term solutions for long-term problems. Yes. And and you look at something like, you know, time will tell, and obviously hindsight is 2020, but, and I'm looking back as we're saying this now, saying at least if we had held on to Tony Chani and not made that trade for Andy Iroh, we might actually be in a little bit better position now with Kayan coming back, yeah. Henry there, um, and you look at that midfield that without frames, at least there'd been a little bit more depth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very much uh, another short-term, ooh, right now we've got nothing going on at centre-back, let's try Andy Iro. It's, we yeah, need a, we need there's no long-term footed. thinking at all. It's like, hey, we've got this guy, he's a bit raw, he's not the finished product by any means, but Chani, he looks all right, he could be really good. You know, he's probably not going to make it to a higher level. He could be a really good MLS level midfielder for another like five or ten years or anything. Now, you know, let's trade him for a centre back right now. And yeah, it's it's as a short term, and you know, they, they don't even really come up with good short term fixes. You know, you can maybe say that's bad luck, but the fact that they just keep going with the short term things, it's. Nothing's really ever going to happen, is it? No, because it's always short term. Mm. It's, and it's, it's always in the short term. So I want to I get into the second half. Because yeah. I did throw out this one, this one question to you, Duncan, when we were losing 2-0. This one sort of caveat that was like, if we shit this game, <laughs> the one thing that maybe would save it for us, and this is leading into the second half, which was, mm. that, which was substitution for uh, Dunfield comes out, Danny Kovermans comes in. Yeah. And with that, you know, I kind of threw out there, hey, if we lose this game, maybe one like little silver line is if maybe Kovermans scores a goal. That's, maybe that could be yeah. something to grasp on. Like, yeah, it's something. And obviously, like last year, he got on a run and he did really well with that. And this year, it hasn't quite got going. He was kind of struggling for fitness again. It looked like he got going and then he got injured. And now he's presumably going to spend the next month almost approaching full fitness but yeah I mean he's never going to look really all that impressive but he can score goals and yeah, if, if the one goal he got today if that can be the start of a good run for him then that's one of the, the, the many 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 problems we have potentially solved I yeah I now, is there anything that anything, any comment you know what I think it is maybe worth noting that Sort of like a couple of the good plays that we had were set up by Julian de Guzman. And he yeah. did set up that goal from 
from Covermans. He does. He did seem to have a pretty good uh, mm -hmm. through ball and a pretty nice uh, cross off that set piece. And uh, all it was was, and I think it was kind of like a almost a Coberman signature goal where he just. Yeah, we haven't seen him like strike from range. A lot of them are just kind of like running on and just mm -hmm. getting something on the ball to direct yeah. it to goal. And he's always been very good at that. Just somehow making space in the box. It's like you know, you think like Sam as I'm complaining. Oh, why, why the hell is no one marking Dero? I mean, there's so many times it's like, how the hell is Kuberman's getting that open? And it's like, you know what? I, in both circumstances, he's good at making space. And, you know, again, he did that today. I mean, I don't know what the hell was going on with DC's marking, but, yeah, he was wide open and he, yeah, it was like five or six yards out. He just had to tap it in and you know, fair play to him. He's, he's just general ability to make space for himself. Just the, the basics of craft of a striker is way too good for your average MLS defender and that is a good thing to come from it if he can get on a roll then you know that's that's good and hopefully you know something else that will you know, free up Ryan Johnson to be like, a secondary scorer rather than Ryan Johnson being the main guy we're counting on and they, they flashed up the stat there uh, towards the end of the game that uh, I think it's just Danny Kuvermans and Reggie Lamb are the only people that have scored more than one goal for TFC, so in the league, at least this season. So if Kuvermans can stay healthy and be playing, and then you know, we can have Ryan Johnson as like the secondary scorer rather than the guy that's getting a lot of attention, that will help. So, yeah, you have silver linings. Hey, Kuvermans is scoring. <laughs> silver linings. Let's grasp onto something. When we're 0 9. Yes, yeah. That's like, hey. this is what we're left with coming up with yes. the silver linings on an 0-9 <laughs> season on a 3-1 loss. Yeah, and uh, if, I'm gonna go ahead and ruin that silver lining right Ooh. now because <laughs> much like we did against Chicago, when we seem like we were either in the lead or we've come back into games. Yeah, what are we at? Uh, within three minutes, two minutes. Yeah. So Lily cuts comes in in another goal where we said, "How did that? How did that happen?" Yeah. And I think I said something to you earlier in the second half. It's like, DC could score any time they wanted. You know, they were 2 up. They didn't really have to press too hard. But if they really wanted to, they could go out and do it. And then, yeah, we score. All of a sudden, it's 2-1. Oh, shit might be going down. Two minutes it took them. Three minutes, maybe. But yeah, like to start the game, one minute. After we score, three minutes. I, you know, that's all you need to say. I mean... When DC really wanted to score, it was not difficult for them at all. And One think, minute, and you know, minutes. and that's I think that also kind of underlines the the state of you know our team against a lot of our opposition, where it's like uh, you know we saw against uh, against San Jose, you even saw it against Columbus, you saw it tonight, where these teams, you know, Toronto seems to need multiple chances. Yes. to finally get a goal to go in, for something to go their way. A lot of these teams, they don't. They're able to score on their first chance or their yep. second. I mean, we saw that against Columbus. We saw that against San Jose. All it took was yep. a counterattack or all it takes is a set piece. Yep. And we saw it today in the first play of the game pretty much for DC United. And that's yep. something, again, where it's just like... Yeah, a set piece in the first minute. I, yeah, it's, The list is long. I yeah. think of the things that the team needs to address in order to start turning this. There are so many things. And that's one of them in terms of like yeah. from 
starting the game like they did against Montreal at home. That was significant. But also to saying, you know, you get these chances, we have to be able to finish them. Um, so we wrap up this game with a 3-1 loss. Yeah. 0-9. Woo! Um, and we have, well, one league game for the break. Yeah. And then we have the cup game against Vancouver. Now there is, if we... Yeah, if the we, cup games first, but yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The cup game, and then we're playing Philadelphia. Now, we're going to be uh, optimists here. Glass, glass half full kind of guy. Sure. That's me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're looking at... Duncan, you're on your third pint right now. Yeah. It, I, I think that, that glass is half empty. <laughs> it's it's maybe I would say three eighths full right now. That that's as, as positive as I can get. Yeah, let's by. see if I can if I can spin it as such. <laughs> Obviously 0-9 in the league, very disappointing. But we're now heading into the into the competition that we seem to do well in. Yes. The, the one that we seem have been able to get results in. Uh, against a team I, that you would think would motivate us. You would hope they would want to beat Vancouver. Yes. Uh, and if it's anything to play for, people are, you know, you're hearing this now, that it's like, this is all there's left to play for. Oh, it is, absolutely. Yeah. So, we're going to see something, I'm expecting, Wednesday, if, if, we, if we line these ducks up as such. Um, but then we take that result, knocking on wood, as Philadelphia comes to town, if there's a team that's maybe you could argue within reach of shittiness of Toronto FC, it's the team that traded away, you know, uh, MLS 2011 MLS like runner-up or, or contender in, in Sebastian Latou. Yeah. And their captain, uh, Danny there, Caleb. There is a lot of interesting things going on with Philadelphia right now. You yes. could almost argue if there's a team as fucked up, this Toronto FC right now. Philadelphia is a contender for that title. They are they are contending for a most dysfunctional uh, MLS team right so, now. So yes. you could say there is a little like window that's being opened. The door may have been closed on the league, but there's a window that's open for us <laughs> in terms of Vancouver and then Philadelphia, mm -hmm. where you could say, hey, maybe we could go into this two-week uh, break with a win. Hey, with a cup Yay. and a league win. Hey, Duncan. I <laughs> Comment on that. Are you asking if I think it will happen? Start with that. You know, say whichever way you want to take it. <laughs> Any way you want to take this. I'm just trying to like. Yeah. You know. I mean, the thing is, so you mentioned like Philadelphia. It's like, yeah, they're one of the worst teams in the league this year. We should be able to get a result against them. And uh, after the break, I guess I think it's like Kansas, Houston. And if we don't beat Philadelphia. Or if we don't even tie against Philadelphia, if we go to 0 and 10, it's going to be 0 and 12. I think that's like the one big game we got to be looking at in the next three years to thinking, all right, we can turn one of those O's into a one, even if it's just the tie column. It's one of them. You know, we, we can get a point. Um, will we? I I don't know. I know. I think if I had to, you know, go for anything, I, I'd want if I want. You can only choose one game to win. It's definitely the cup. Um, can they beat Vancouver? I don't know. I, you've got to think at some point. You know, I mean, TFC's had a lot of luck over the years. Vancouver's had bad luck. You know, if you want to have look you, at it from a Vancouver standpoint, at some point that's got to turn. Have you checked the weather forecast for this week yet, <laughs> I haven't, and that's maybe the thing. I mean, that that we can keep Aaron Vinter in a job. Lightning postponement, and you know we have to wait a week or two. Lightning again. 
we just keep postponing and abandoning that game. You know, we can't fire a winter until we're out of the cup. Let's just keep that game, that one game going until October, and woo! From, from this day on, Aaron Vinter switches the team's sleeping patterns so that they're they're in prime condition for 11 a.m. Yeah. So that when there's a when there's a lightning storm on Wednesday and the match is replayed the following morning, the team is actually at around 7 p.m. time. Yeah, it's a very 11. good plan. I like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's my strategy. Yeah, it, it could work. I. Yeah. Um, so we do this. We do this on Eastside Stand Duncan. We're going to hold you to it. We're going to pass it. We're going to throw this your way. Sure. Because we do try to nail down some kind of prediction. Yes. We want to go ahead. Let's do them both then. Let's say the the midweek game for the, the Amway Championship or the Amway Cup and then mm-hmm. and then following it up against Philadelphia. Um, I'm going to go. I, I really can't explain how this is going to happen, but I think we will beat Vancouver. I don't know why, but I think we will. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 TFC. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it just, you know, after hey, the 6-1 beating of the, the Surrender Monkeys, the, the Lightning Abandonment, the only way it could get better for really, really trolling Vancouver fans, hey, we're absolutely terrible. We're the worst team ever, and we still beat you. And it would be hilarious. So, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with that. And you know what? I, I have no real logic as to how it can happen or why it might happen, but yeah, it will somehow. Uh, then we'll lose to it. Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will. Oh, that's we perfect. Will. 0 10, 0 12 by the end of June. Yeah. You know what? Because I was just thinking. Let's just go 0 34. Let's there, do it. There was Let's act- commit to this. There was really like. The fact that we went into Montreal and came out with a nil nil draw. Which should have signaled all Montreal had to do is score a goal. <laughs> and they okay. couldn't do it. And we, and not only that, but we pretty much took it to them the whole game. Like, Montreal had really nothing on us. I, I also would not be surprised at all if we beat Vancouver 2. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, cups work. I, yeah, yeah. We can do this. But... I have I if I'm if I'm gonna be nailed down to that Philadelphia game, I think I'd go with the tie. Really? Yeah. You're gonna go for the point. Yeah, I'm nice. gonna go for the big point. Nice. And uh, oh. probably something like one one. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing and it's I find that like the team sort of like perennially straddles like like um like complete cataclysm. Or complete like just like destruction. They're always teetering, and then something, just a little something, gets thrown in there, like a little wrench in there, to be like, we we're not, we have one of our zero columns that has a one (laughs) in there. There's signs of hope here. Things are working out. Yeah, we got a point. Yeah, it's a starting point. Exactly. That that it's you can kind of grasp onto something and say, see, see. Uh-huh. Winter's plans coming yeah. together. Oh yeah, there are signs of progress. Things are coming together. It's yeah. We didn't get it together yeah. until late August last year. It's a good point. So we're ahead of schedule. Yeah. If we get a draw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would be nice. I mean, after the Philadelphia game, there's like the break for the international games. It's like I think June 16th is the next game. So yeah, we've got one game to avoid being pointless up until June 16th. Three months into the season, we could potentially have zero points. Three months into the season, it's uh, I, don't, I I hope you know. Let, let's get that point. Yeah, 
I don't think they will. I, now, let's see. I don't know why. Is uh, The last time there was sort of a break like this in our schedule, it ruined our momentum and turned it on its head. <laughs> when we're kind of grasping at things, anything, Duncan, mm. to kind of like, you know, we're talking about weather patterns and sleep patterns. <laughs> yes. Is there something where it's like you could say, all right, you know what, now we're excited to have this break. We need this two weeks off because we have to come up with something. We have to use that time wisely to, to change things up and, and kind of like say, all right, again, clean slate, guys. We're coming back from this break. Let's have another clear the air meeting. Hey. Um, if, you know, if, if I threw this at you, if you were in this organization, how would you kind of approach this, this two-week sabbatical, so to speak, coming back into the season? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I know, I think that there's something to be said for, you know, just give them, you know, maybe not in that whole week, but you know, four or five days, just get the hell away from this and relax, you know, have Junior Burgos go to Niagara Falls again, whatever it might be, just, you know, you go off, do your own thing, and then, yeah, I come back and try something different in training I don't know I mean surely Jimmy Brennan will have uh, come up with all sorts of master plans <laughs> to, uh, to, to help out um, a, a master class on the long ball yes perhaps. knock it up the field to Danny when I played <laughs> long ball to Danny worked every time <laughs> let me tell you guys this is the key to success right. um, take these two weeks to go and grow yourself a soul patch things will be great <laughs> okay um, but let's <coughs> I don't even know if like this isn't even really worth discussing because this is a season I think we all know that we're not I'm not expecting oh, good. I'm not expecting reinforcements to come in I don't know if there's any flexibility in terms of like what could happen through this summer that could kind of get us geared up for 2013 nothing I you know, I guess they can try and make some trades here or there. I, I mean, presumably they they're very very close up to the cap room. They can't be. They've already used up their three DP slots. Um, yeah, there's no big. It's like last year. Hey, friends and Cooverman's. That's a, a solid improvement for the second half of the season. Things will be good. Yeah, I, I don't really see exactly what we can do to be drastically changing and improving the team in this July. I, I think that this is a good point to bring up that it wasn't a huge it didn't really blow up in the news that I expected but I think it is a story that most Toronto City supporters saw of you know the trade that happened this week between Chivas and Philadelphia and the comment yeah. from Danny Caleb where it was <laughs> oh good god no not TFC no 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 not TFC I, anywhere yeah. anywhere but Toronto FC <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Do we feel like this is a widespread sentiment? I would find it. And under what? Under what? You know, he, he says it, and it's like, I guess you could kind of say, well, he didn't say specifically why. <laughs> but mm. you know, we didn't just fall off the turnip truck like <laughs> yesterday. I think it's pretty obvious that mm -hmm. if you're a player with any kind of ambition, um, the last place you'd want to be at a team that's 0 and 9 with pretty good prospects of being... We were only 0-8 at the time he said that. Oh. <laughs> we hadn't played DC <laughs> on the road point. yet. Yes. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I think you know, it, it probably is a widespread sentiment. I think, obviously, for a lot of Americans actually moving to Canada, there's logistical challenges in that, whether it's, uh, you know, for your spouse or whatever, having them be able to find work. You know, there's a lot of legitimate issues there that, you know, I think if we were you know, a, a good team that people wanted to be a part of, they'd be able to look past it. But, yeah, I mean, why would you want to come and be in the, the world's most chaotic team? And, you know, I'm sure it's like over the years and all sorts of, whether it's Mo Johnston or even Aaron Vinter as well, since he's taken over, it's probably the same thing. There's all sorts of shenanigans and, you know, players talk, I presume. I, they're going to be saying, yeah, oh, yeah, these guys will screw you over. Just don't go anywhere near these guys. There's probably enough people out there that are saying that sort of thing. That, well, there, there might be yeah. over 100, Duncan. <laughs> yeah. There might be over 100 uh, that have yeah. come and gone through those doors. And I think you know what I was thinking, too, is that, you know, in 2007 and 2008, I think you could have, you know, Toronto had a leg because at that point in the league, you could make the argument that it was like, hey, if you want to go play somewhere where it's yeah. a packed stadium, which was not common in MLS at that time. No. Um, it was an exciting place to be. Where the support They didn't the have the results, but hey, there's the atmosphere, there's the supporters behind you, there's an excitement here. This club's going somewhere. But yeah. now you can go to a handful of places. I'm sure you, I could probably quickly off the top of my head rhyme off half a dozen at least yeah. teams that, that have that atmosphere and have that culture that... Mm-hmm. You say, you know what, I can get this a lot of different places. Yeah. And not only that, like to, to consider yourself like a true footballer, it's also like I will be playing against teams with this with this atmosphere. Yep. So it's like Toronto doesn't have the monopoly on that anymore. No. And I, that's and that's something I think that took takes away of the allure of coming here if there yeah. if ever that was a reason for players to come to Toronto FC. Yeah, I think you you know, probably back in two thousand seven and eight it was. It was different within MLS and it probably would have attracted, uh, you know, a certain type of player that would have liked to be in that kind of atmosphere. And yeah, now that's gone. You know, maybe we're in the top half of the league as far as fan enthusiasm and supporters and that sort of thing go. You know, maybe I. You know, tough to be enthusiastic. Possibly, it is very tough. I don't blame anyone that's not. You know that, that he's going to the game and isn't like full on 100% rah rah yeah let, let's go like, I don't have that energy I, and yeah without that and then you add in the, the Canadian aspect and the fact that yeah the team is management has a history of kind of screwing players over by you know from rumours you hear and yeah, I did the fact now this year we're 0 and 9, and yeah, you look, and look at the amount of players that have had a, a reasonable MLS career come to TFC and looked completely hopeless. Maybe gone somewhere else and they've recovered and gone better. And it's it's not a good place to come and make yourself look good. Okay, so I'm gonna wrap this up with uh, changing gears on teams here because uh, we're talking about this break. Maybe we have a genuine reason to be hopeful. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You're sporting, you're sporting the jacket. Yes. Duncan, the, the Canadian national team jacket there. Umbro looking very sharp. Thank you. And uh, I think it is worth mentioning that, even though we're doing this at the Toronto Sea podcast. I mean, the games are all at BMO Field. 
Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and you're a Toronto Z supporter, I would expect that you'd be getting tickets to these games. It's kind of shocking that you hear rumors that there is a percentage of Toronto Z supporters who think that the Canadian national team is like an inferior product. Yeah, that that really baffles me. I've heard it on. I've heard it from like people who are directly, um, you know, directly dealing with supporters and trying to sell these tickets. That this is something they've come across. Is that you know they think Toronto yeah. FC is is better football or Vancouver mm-hmm. Whitecaps are better football or Montreal or MLS is better football than our national team and it's very surprising that, yeah, that people I, don't kind of like look at this roster and say if you look at the, there is a lot of MLS players but they're all they're all the best yeah. most of them are on the, Andre yeah. Aino Will Johnson Dwayne DiRosario these are all Dave kind of Djokovic. like yeah, yeah these are kind of like all yeah. top half you know players in the league they arguably could be you know uh, all star players in the league um, and they're playing yeah. for a national team so if you put that together I yeah. think you're probably a little bit better than Toronto I think it might be yeah. the football you're going to see it's, I mean of course Canada has had their problems over the years just getting the results but I mean if, if you're actually coming to watch watch the game I mean you're at the Ecuador game yes I mean Ecuador is not a powerhouse in South America but I mean the, the football is good they have some very good in Valencia on yeah. uh, Man U, so they have some good high pedigree players. Mm-hmm. That was a game. It was a very entertaining game. It's true. It's like the Dunfield goal, the last minute Ricketts equaliser. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, most kind of the games they are higher quality than what you'll see at TFC. So yeah, I mean, the people. It baffles me that people would think, you know, TFC. That's where it's at. I, really, I. Sure, we've got Frings and Kuvermans. They're probably better than your average Canadian national team player, but aside from that, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so let's let's just we'll wrap it up. Let's wrap it up on these Canada games that are coming up. Yes. You got US, you got Cuba, we got Honduras. All yes. at the start of June. Um, what are your thoughts overall on on our chances and, and of those those three games off the bat, especially the ones that are in World Cup qualifying? Yeah, I think as far as the the World Cup qualifying ones go, I think we need to have four points from those two games, uh, at least. I think whether it is getting a tie in the away game at Cuba, I think that's probably going to be the easiest away game of the three, uh, I would suggest. So hopefully we can get some kind of result there. Uh, Honduras is probably going to be the hardest of the home games. So if we do end up with a tie there, that's not a bad result. Um, I think four points is doable. Um, I wouldn't really want to commit to saying, yeah, we'll win this one and tie this one or whatever it might be. I, yeah, it's, uh, I know, and yeah, it's, it's difficult to say how it's going to go, but I know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it just as, as be able to take a break from TFC. Like <laughs> two or three weeks without having to deal with it, and it's like, yeah, okay. It's it could be our first chance of seeing a win at BMO Field. It's a good point. Um, well, we, we beat Montreal. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm like, how am I gonna how am I gonna backtrack on that? Yeah, <laughs> in terms of like, <laughs> mm, yeah, the, anyways. But um, overall, you get what I you get what I'm saying. Like yeah, a, it's a positive I'm, experience. Anyhow. Yeah, it, it's it's a little alarming for you know TFC fans that now the the thing they've got to pin their hopes on is Canada because you know let's face it, we all know how that's gonna end. But we're going to be in with a chance. We're going to need some kind of result in Honduras, like the last away game, like the sixth game, it's away in Honduras. We're going to need some kind of result. And 
something heartbreaking is going to go wrong and we won't get it. I, <laughs> it's just that's how it's going to end. It's Canada. I, well, you know, you know what, Duncan? I'm, I'm. It's alarming that, that my, that's all we got to hope my for. My glass is empty on the left, but my Your official MLS pub yes, glass yes, is that empty. Be, uh, that I'll be leaving here right? when we go. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know where it went. Yeah. No. But you know what? I'm kind of like fairly optimistic on those first two games, at least. I think I think four points is definitely doable, and I mean the opportunity is there. The opportunity is there for six. I don't think that's a massive leap to say that. No, I I could see us winning either game. I think you know, there's arguments made that said, yeah, we should be winning in Cuba. We should be winning at home against Honduras. You know, you against that, you say, eh, it's Canada, something will go wrong. We surely can't win both. Uh, maybe we can. I don't know. You know. Hopefully, something new will have happened. I, All right. Well, you know what? Hope somehow. We haven't. We're undefeated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Undefeated. That'd be nice. The zero is on the yes. other side of the ledger. It would be nice. Yeah. So we're gonna go with. We're gonna finish this off. We're gonna finish this off. I think fairly positive. We're gonna go with Duncan roughly with four points. I'm gonna be bold and go with six. Six. Yeah. Wow. I'm okay. that kind of guy. Fair and uh, to wrap it up, we got Spark on the west side. Duncan, you're on the east side. We've I am. We yes. should have switched around because you sit on the west side of the stadium. It's and true. I sit on the east side. Two twenty-seven represent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Alright Duncan, well thanks for coming out. Duncan Fletcher, Waking the Right. Thank thanks you. Thanks for coming out and uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Eastside Stand Up is the only TFC specific podcast breaking down the game right after it happens. We want you to get involved. So if you're watching the game at home or even through the week, come up with something, reach out to us on Twitter, hashtag ESSU, or at ClarkRNO or at Red Nation Online. Email us at haveyoursay at rednationonline.ca and help direct the discussion. Get your opinion across what happened on the pitch today.